From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's getting closer to that Super Bowl. It is a Wednesday show for us. Normally we do a crossover here, but we're going to talk a little X's and O bolts and, and nuts about whatever uh, we can to, to get ready for this Super Bowl as well as look at what's going on with the Chiefs. So uh, make sure you're checking out Chiefs Digest where Chris and Matt are working their hearts out over there to get you new information. Uh, as well as Rogue Analytics is the company that I'm going to put the uh, athletic matrix out on and uh, RGR Football is the YouTube channel you can check out. I have videos up every week. So uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Chris, man, what's what's been going on? I would say there's a ton of stuff going on, but, uh, you know, it's really interesting. And I have to throw this out there. If you guys have a smart speaker, you need to go check out, uh, say, Hey, Alexa, play the locked on chiefs podcast. Bada boom. And whatever other smart speaker you have too. I think that works across the board, right? Yes, it does. And I forgot I have a smart speaker sitting right across the room and it started playing <laughs> the podcast. So. Hey, so just wait till after you're done listening before you say it again. <laughs> yeah. So it does work. Uh, and it is fantastic. I've done it a couple times. It's kind of funny, uh, to hear that, but be sure to check that out. It's a real easy way to listen to the podcast. All obviously we would appreciate it if you would subscribe as well. Yeah. You know, I don't have one, uh, for fear of it increasing my podcast intake because I, I'm already subscribed to like 30 podcasts. So I, I have plenty to listen to. Uh, but Somebody you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. What are you going to do? So, you know, the Chiefs went through the Pro Bowl. Nobody got hurt, luckily. Uh, you know, everything was right with the world. Sherman exploded. I talked with Seth about that yesterday. I know you don't care, but I'm going to be happy for a couple of weeks about it anyway. I hope whatever team signs him next year will use him a little bit more. Oh, shut up. Good Lord. There's no way he's getting away. You don't, you don't let your Pro Bowl, one of five full-time fullbacks in the league get away. So he will be back in Kansas City. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. No, I do fully expect he'll be back in Kansas City. I just like giving you a hard time. It's fun. Well, yeah, at least you're consistent. So I try. beyond that big takeaway, uh, what did you think of what Pat Mahomes was able to do? Well, as I said on Monday show, I think he looked like the best quarterback in the Pro Bowl, uh, and it wasn't particularly close. Um, you know, and it really kind of surprised me a little bit because Andrew Luck, I think, is a very good quarterback, but he just didn't seem to have any kind of chemistry with any of the receivers, and Mahomes was just kind of floating passes out there. And I understand that the Pro Bowl is the Pro Bowl, and players aren't playing as hard as they should, they necessarily can and whatnot, and I get that. But at the same time, None of the other quarterbacks played well. Yeah, it happens. I'm just, the more I think about it, and I know we talked about it on Wednesday, and we won't go too deep into this, folks. The more I think about it, the more impressed I am that this has got to be leading up to the MVP thing on Saturday. And when you see just how loose and capable he is, like you said, to to play with anyone, play with guys he's never played with, never seen the field with before, even as the opponent, um, I, it just impresses me more and more. Well, he had double the yardage of any of the QBs in the, actually he beat all of the QBs in yardage from the NFC combined. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and the only QB that also completed or also was over a hundred yards was Deshaun Watson. And 
Uh, took him one extra pass to get seven completions and 128 yards, but he threw an interception. So, yeah, I yeah. take what you want from it. The Pro Bowl is the Pro Bowl. Uh, what I will say is it's very fun to see multiple different media outlets call him the future face of the NFL or the face of the NFL moving forward. And yeah, what that means for the Chiefs, that's yeah. huge. Well, and I'll tell you the other thing that caught my eye, um, and I didn't see it until Monday afternoon, but, uh, you know, even I was kind of like, you know, I, I had Watson 1A, we all know that, and I had, I had Mahomes 1B. Um, I won't call him first and second because I thought they were pretty dang close, but I had Trubisky a distant fourth. Um, and I have to say that I am pleasantly surprised that that image of the three of them standing on the Pro Bowl a couple of years removed uh, when everyone was down on their class for quarterbacks, I thought that was a, a kind of a gracious thing to do, but also a, a hey, y'all were wrong in that pre-draft process. Yeah, it was pretty impressive to see that. I will agree with you on that, and I just I still feel Kansas City by far got the best quarterback in the draft that should have probably been drafted number one overall. Um, when everything's said and done, but uh, hey, we got him for the number ten pick, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, take the money and run, right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, that, that's still the, probably my favorite Chiefs pick, uh, for a very long time. I can't remember a Chiefs pick I've liked more than that one. Well, yeah, that's a hard one to beat, right? Well, I just, Kansas City hasn't drafted a quarterback for so long, and that's the biggest part of it, probably. But yeah, I, I went crazy that night and, have no problem in many. I went crazy that night because it was a lot of fun to see. So, well, and that's fair. But I, I'll tell you the other thing that's that, crazy, and it's got me thinking along these lines: is those particular quarterbacks doing what they do, especially this week, uh, as you didn't expect them to go to the Pro Bowl. There was a lot of, of hopes pinned on getting to that Super Bowl. And when we think about the Super Bowl, I find myself paying attention, I'm already full on into free agency and the defensive shift and all that. When you look at these two teams in the Super Bowl, and they're going to have some free agents as well, is there anything that you think, especially watching how quickly guys started to play with him uh, and gel with him, uh, is there anything that you take away that maybe one of these Super Bowl teams might have somebody that she's might be interested in trying to bring on to this roster? Well, I'm sure there's going to be different players that the Chiefs are going to be interested in bringing onto this roster. But, you know, when I look back, the Rams were known to be the all-in team this year. They did everything they possibly could to get to the Super Bowl, and it's paying off for them. I see that being Kansas City in 2019. They're in a position where they should be able to go and compete for a Super Bowl this year. And really, their window is this year in, in 2020 is their best window to win it. Uh, they're going to have to sign Mahomes to a contract extension after this year so they can afford him. And it's going to be very cost prohibitive in the future. But once he is three years into this league where he's played for three seasons, uh, he's going to attract high free agents and he may attract a high free agents this year, but he'll be attracting the cream of the crop that may want to take a little bit of a pay cut if they want to compete for a championship. Well, I have to agree with you. When you see the reaction that people have to him, uh, we talked about that on on uh, Monday show a little bit as well. But, you know, I, I just want to project a little bit because I, I look at these championship rosters 
of these two teams going into this contest. And I look at somebody like Philip right? He's going to be a free agent. He could play a nice little slot role. I know he runs out of the, the edges as well, but I, I keep coming back to Chris Conley is likely to move on. I, I don't think Chris Conley is going to get another contract from the Chiefs. Um, but I'm not sure that, that DeMarcus running out of the slot with any, you know, volume is something I really want to see either. I keep coming back to the one thing that I don't think this offense has right now is that slippery kind of horizontal route runner like Edelman or Beasley or somebody like that. And, and I'm wondering if there isn't somebody that can adapt to that role and come onto this roster and, and really give them another chess piece on the offensive side. Boy, that sounds awfully familiar to something I said on Monday or maybe it was even last week. I think this offense could be better. And it's because of that slot role. And it's also because Conley and Robinson were very underwhelming as a third wide receiver. And to me, if you can get Watkins to play, let's just say Watkins plays 10 to 12 games next year. I don't think this, the offense is taking a step back. I know what they did this year, but the key cogs in that machine are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. If you have those two, two guys, you know, you can take Tyree Hill off the field for a couple of games. You can take Travis Kelsey off the field for a couple of games. You're still going to be moving the ball and you're still going to be effective. The one question when it comes to the offense and if they're going to continue the pace that they're on is if they start taking their foot off the gas in the second half because their defense is able to stop people. Yeah. And you know, and that's probably what we should get to next. So folks, we'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll talk about free agency, how it relates to what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games this year. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is right around the corner. It is really the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props in the business. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. We trust them, but you don't have to take our word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25. At MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Okay. I have to so, ask you. Oh, go ahead. There's a slot receiver, and he played in the Senior Bowl, and I cannot remember the, the guy's name for the life of me. I think it's Isabella you're thinking of. Uh, maybe it wasn't a slot receiver. There was a couple of very good wide receivers that looked to me like they would be perfect for the slot role, and Isabel is not the one I was thinking of. Um, uh, I would have to verify. I'd have to look back. Uh, Ledger's been covering the senior role like crazy, so I've seen it on my Twitter timeline. But regardless, Brooks, my I reached point out is, to John. We'll talk to him probably in the next week or two. So um, if you don't know the Draft Network and John, and, and they're on our network, he runs Locked On uh NFL draft as well with uh, Trevor Sikama. So give them a listen as well. I know we'll try to get them on here soon. Yeah. And I just think that it is a valid thing that they could possibly improve their offense going into next year. Uh, now it's going to be something, you know, the question is, can the receiver pick up the offense? Uh, and, you know, honestly, maybe the question is, is can Dieter say step in and play a, a decent role this year? Yeah, I think that he can. I'm just not certain about, again, I feel like he's, he's kind of a taller guy. I feel like he, he can play better on the outside. I don't know that it, 
He's got the lateral quickness to to do those kind of inside pivot route, short drag kind of things that I really am looking for somebody to be the next Welk or the next Edelman, the next uh Beasley kind of guy. Because I think that's the one thing in terms of like differentiating the types of pass catchers that she's have. I think that's the one thing that isn't there. Well, and that's fair. But I would also say that you could use Tyreek Hill to go do those types of routes. He has that ability. And I'm not saying that you take him off the field. Uh, or you put Dieter in Tyree Kill's place, but you could play Dieter outside and play Tyree Kill inside and still maximize your ability there. I do think that that's a possibility for next season because Mahomes obviously likes Dieter and the Chiefs obviously like him since he stayed on the roster this year. Uh, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting him to get promoted and, and to stay on the roster. So that was a big thing too. Yeah. I mean, Dieter liked. Mahomes so much, he went to the Pro Bowl without getting invited. <laughs> yep. So, so, I mean, that, that's significant. And and as much as I make fun of them, they're pals, whatever, that's great. They compete with the hair thing. But it also uh, lends itself to having that kind of chemistry, that uh, familiarity with each other. I think that's something that can bloom. I thought in, in just a couple of flashes we saw from him this season, I, I think he sh- showed more promise. And I do agree that we need to put more players on defense and that's where the draft is going to have to go and probably free agency for the most part. But I'm not going to be surprised if they don't do something to improve the offense and to try to build on that offensive side because you're going to have a guy in Kelsey that uh, is getting up there in age and he played fantastic this season and I think he has several years left. But you still have to start planning for that. Agreed. And, you know, was Debo Samuel the guy that you were thinking of? That's who it was. Thank you. Okay. And, and again, another threat, he can run out of the slot. I, I'm not sure if he did primarily, but I know that he can. And that's another weapon, like you said, to pair with, with Kelsey in the middle, trying to attack the seams. And I, and I really like that as part of the game plan as well. Well, and the other side of it is, you know, and we haven't talked about this, and I'm just going to say this real quick. DeAnthony Thomas is a guy that I thought could have played the slot for Kansas City going into next year, but I don't think he's going to be back in Kansas City, so we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, though, I'm not convinced he can line up and, and play the slot. He's just too slight. I think that's been proven. Well, I like the uh, the Jets can stuff, pl- and I like him out of the backfield. Well, but he can play in the slot and motion out and play in the slot a couple of snaps. I'm not talking full time. But I also think that they're going to use Kelsey in the slot uh, continually. So it's really going to be up to how Reed wants to use his personnel. And and who knows what he's going to come up with in the next year. That's true. Let's hope that there's more innovation on the way. Oh, I fully expect there's going to be a lot more innovation on the way. Okay. So outside of that, let's talk uh, like we teased before the break. Um, free agency, obviously there were, there were defensive players, a couple standouts down at the senior bowl as well, but, uh, free agency, I think is going to be something depending on what they do with their stars, uh, that maybe the Chiefs have to take a look at in order, like you said, to, to make that transition quickly and get this rebuild started. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to make a decision soon. Um, you know, it's going to be after the Super Bowl, but. You have to make a decision. Are you keeping Justin Houston for 21 million next year? Uh, if you can get him to restructure, okay, maybe, but, uh, what's that going to cost you to restructure and how long are you going to keep him for? Because you don't want to be pushing money back into, into further years. Um, you're going to extend Chris Jones. You're going to extend Tyree Hill in this offseason. So I think both of those moves get done. And then if you do, if you, 
keep Justin Houston, I don't see how you can keep D Ford. If you release Justin Houston, maybe you can keep D Ford, but that goes back to what I said before. I don't think he fits the defense, so I don't know why you would want to keep him. But right. that's something we're going to have to find out in the coming weeks because at this point, you know, in order to be players in free agency and you could go out and get an Anthony Barr, you could go out and get uh, KJ Wright, you could go out and get those types of guys that could come in and be that stud linebacker that, you know, you put him next to Anthony Hitchens and you got two fantastic linebackers because I think Hitchens is going to take a huge step forward in 4-3. I certainly hope so. But, you know, <clears throat> there are a number of guys that can play coverage uh, at the linebacker spot in this draft. Uh, I, I wonder, I'm very interested to see what Ben Neiman has to offer in a more traditional role. Um, if I remember correctly, I want to say he played a middle backer at Iowa. So uh, maybe this helps him as well. And I think he does have more coverage skill than, than we give him credit for. But uh, I'll tell you the position that I'm obviously most interested in is the DBs. And I bring this up because um, I can't remember if it was yesterday or Monday, but I saw a tweet from Steven Nelson about good things are on the way, it's almost here, or something like that. I mean, it, which sounds to me like an impending free agent contract. Um, I still expect him to leave, but do you really think somebody's going to pay him high dollar? Yes, I do. I think he played well enough at times to uh, get a high dollar contract, and there is not enough good value at corner. I think he is going to get a, a big contract. Um, I do not think it's going to be in Kansas City, and to me... That's my next question. DB and, and safety are the positions that I do not expect Kansas City to go. Maybe safety, I guess, in free agency because of how bad that free agency class was last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cheap it was. Maybe you can go get a, a safety for cheap and, and maybe that's the route you go. But I don't see them signing a CB because you're not going to be able to sign a CB for cheap and you still have to pay Kendall Fuller. Right. Well, and here's my point is, that, again, I look back at the free agents for uh, the Super Bowl teams. And Joyner was a guy we were talking about as a free safety all last season. He's going to be a free agent again. I don't think they're going to franchise him twice. Do you? I can't see them franchise him again, uh, but I think he's going to be signing a large contract. I don't think that that's something that Kansas City is going to be able to do. I think if they're going to go out and get a guy, it's going to be for one or two years. and you know, three or $4 million a year max, but uh, at the safety position. Well, that's, you're assuming correctly. I'm guessing anyway, that, uh, that Eric Berry is staying, that his surgery is successful and they, they choose to keep him. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that Eric Berry is going to have surgery and that they choose to keep him. I mean, they only save one and a half million to cut him. So, I mean, you could cut him, but that's a pretty big pill to swallow. Yeah, although Seth had an interesting scenario. Uh, if you wait till after June or you designate a June first cut, it's, it's nine and a half against the cap. And the bottom line is with another offseason surgery, you just don't know if you're going to have them at all. Well, and you can make that argument. Uh, I have a hard time believing that they would really want to do that to Barry with as much as he's meant to this team and this franchise. If you look at the fact that he was voted by the players to be a team captain, after only playing two games this entire season, that should tell you where he stands on this team and on this roster. So, and I know Houston was a captain as well, but Houston's a little bit of a different situation because his cap number 
uh, allows a little bit more. Uh, I, I personally would like to see both of them back, but you can't keep both of them at their current salaries. I don't believe. I, I have to agree with you. And that's, that's what's got me thinking because when you look at the rest of the safety group, uh, Parker obviously was demoted. Uh, he's a free agent. I, I don't think they're going to bring him back. They moved on from him last season and only out of the injury concern, I think had him this season. Uh, but Jordan Lucas is a free agent as well. And I don't think he's going to resign to Kansas City for that, that salary level that you're talking about. I think somebody's going to throw more money at him. He's a restricted free agent. So. Right. They and if it. they choose not to match, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think they're going to want to match a big offer. Well, but as, as a restricted free agent, you think he's going to get more than you, you think somebody's going to give him a, I think they give a, you could get him for a second round tender and I don't think that somebody's going to come in and give him a better offer. I'm not sure what the salary level is as a second round tender. I didn't think that they would do that. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, the salary difference between second round and, and original isn't that much. I mean, we're talking maybe $500,000 a year and we're talking uh, about okay. millions of dollars salary cap wise. It's just not, um, if you're going to tender him, you tender him. It's, it's, uh, the second round, I would think. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I mean, maybe they don't bring him back, but with as much as they had him play late, I think that they maybe would. Uh, and, and you look well, at, I would think so too. If all things were even, I'm just, I'm just thinking money and cap. Well, and that's fair. It's just a question of whether or not they think the value is there. And I think the value is there for, um, for Lucas, but well, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. So original round tender, I was wrong. Original round tender is two million. Second round tenders three. Ah, okay. So what was his original round four, right? Uh, I have no idea. I'd have to go look at that. I mean, you well, could do does that. Does that make a difference to you though? Maybe that's the bigger question. Well, I think the bigger question when it comes to safeties is what are you doing with Sorensen? If you're keeping Sorensen, do you want to, and you're keeping Barry, do you want to keep adding more money to that? Safety group? Maybe not. I like Lucas as a player, but keeping Sorensen and keeping Barry, it's going to be hard to justify spending that much money. And that's exactly the reason why I just can't imagine Earl Thomas making sense for Kansas City at all. And that's fair. And Lucas was a a round six guy, 204 overall. So it's not much compensation for $2 million. It's a little, little risk versus reward there. But it's still draft pick. Yeah, true. And LDT was a six round pick. True. Granted, you have, to, you're going to have to wait a couple of years, but, uh, you know, there's still value there to be made in the sixth round. So, you know, it, it's an interesting question. I think, I think he's back, but, um, lots of questions. We're going to have to break down this entire roster and see who he thinks back. And we'll be doing that in the coming weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah, and folks, we will go position by position like we do every offseason. But let's take our second break, uh, and then I want to ask you a pointed question. Guys, Valentine's Day is just right around the corner. How about giving your wife or girlfriend something totally different, something romantic that celebrates the unique, unique connection between you and her? I'm talking about a luxury gift service called Enclosed that delivers designer lingerie to your lady month after month. Enclosed is like a flower of the month or a beer of the month, but instead of flowers, she gets surprised with ultra-high-end lingerie. And this is seriously high-end stuff, the kind of quality that will really impress her. 
Enclosed was designed specifically to help guys find gifts for their wives. Enclosed is all about helping you make her happy, and Enclosed is effortless for you. Every month, Enclosed sends your wife or girlfriend a customized, curated lingerie gift selected just for her, and they back the gift up with a 100% size guarantee so you never have to worry about fit. You can join more than 20,000 couples that love Enclosed, and I'll give you a sweet gift. Right now, you can get $35 off your Enclosed gift. Just go to EnclosedLingerie.com. Enter the code CHIEFS at checkout to get $35 off any $100 enclosed gift. Why not give your wife something that really reflects and deepens the connection between the two of you? Something that you would never give your mother. <laughs> not ever. That's EnclosedLingerie.com with the code CHIEFS for $35 off the best gift ever. We have a powerful new feed to tell you about. Check out Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. It is all the inside information from our hosts for all the Locked On shows for all of the NFL teams in one Twitter feed. That's LockedOnNFL.net on Twitter. Check that out today. Okay, so what if I don't want to answer? Well, then you're ruining a perfectly good podcast. Just say it. So. Let me just get to it because we've talked about a lot of possibilities. Uh, and we're kind of doing that all week because right now, uh, they haven't even announced the coaching changes. We know one assistant is, has left the organization. Uh, obviously they'll be replacing him. I'm very interested to see if the staff grows, not just by replacement one for one, but, uh, after all that consideration, if you're planning this right now, everything we know tonight, what's your priority? What's priority number one? And how do you go about starting the offseason? For me, priority number one and one B is one A and one B are Tyree Kill and Chris Jones. You get those two deals done and you know what you have left to spend and it makes the rest of the offseason a lot easier. Well, true, but those are, those are negotiations that have a tendency to drag out. So assume that you have to do that. I think they get those done before you think they would. Okay. I bet they get those done before you think they would, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you want to look at one A, one or, the other move I would make, uh, to me, it's either restructuring or releasing Justin Houston. Um, and right now, where are you leaning? I'd prefer a restructure just because I think he does have value to this team and he can, I think he can play the D Ford, what people think D Ford can play on the defensive line. I think Houston can, he's very stout against the run. His speed rush isn't great, but it's enough, I think, to get by and his power is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that would really help against the run. I agree. And I, they have to have speed rush one way or the other. And if you do choose to let D Ford go, and that's really, I think what's going on right now, like we talked about the other day, that they have to determine that it, you got to have a staff to determine it. And that, that was really what's going to be the foundation. I'm sure Brett Veach has his plan, but especially in a year when you switch defensive schemes, you got to get input from, from the coaches. So I'm, I think that's probably what it's all hinging on. But if you do let him go, like you said, Justin's uh, more of a power rusher than he is a speed rusher. So I wonder if they don't have to go out and make that a really high priority right after corner in my book in the draft. Yeah, it's hard to know. Uh, with Houston, there are so many things that are going to have to happen in the next couple of weeks for the Chiefs. And it's going to be fascinating to see what direction they go because there are several different moves that could really change the future of this franchise and change the look of this team and, and overall. 
Uh, I just, I really cannot see Houston and Barry being here on their same contracts, uh, unless they make major moves elsewhere, which I just don't see happening. And I don't see any way that D Ford and, or not D Ford, uh, Tyree Kill and Chris Jones don't get extended this offseason with the issues that the Chiefs have had by paying players a year too late. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's gotta be a lesson learned from the Dorsey era. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, this is a big offseason. The Chiefs should be in the Super Bowl this week. Um, obviously, they're not, but they should be uh, if D Ford stays on side. <laughs> and no, it wasn't just him, but I will say that that really kills uh, to think about. But it's still going to be a fun offseason because I think the Chiefs have every ability to get right back there next year, and if their defense is anything remotely close to the low twenties, they'll easily, they should easily be in the AFC championship game and Super Bowl next year. Yeah. I won't put it past them. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm not going to let money ride yet. I'm just going to say, but I'm getting closer. Um, I think that'll do it for us today, folks. Uh, make sure if you have something to say, let's unbury the, uh, the voicemail line. It's 913-777-4457. If you get a chance, leave us a voicemail. You got to hit a prompt and a number to, to get to leave the voicemail. Uh, but it's a great service and it helps us out and you can get your voice on the show. So if you like to go leave those, we appreciate the iTunes reviews. Um, we'll have more for you tomorrow and through the rest of this week. And we'll start planning post Super Bowl how we're going to attack, uh, the off season, uh, starting with position reviews and where we have to go. Uh, but you know, we'll always have fresh commentary on whatever happens as it happens for the Chiefs. So, Chris, anything else that I'm forgetting? No, right now. That's it for us. Uh, have a great day. Thank you for listening, and we will we will be back tomorrow. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.